If you enjoyed podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Better with Dr. Erica, hosted by Dr. Erica, provides support and guidance in navigating stress-related challenges to transform your relationship to self-care. Each episode arms you with the tools needed to be better, do better, and live better. There was an incredible episode that you should check out called Touch and Connections as Tools for Healing and Better Mental Health. In this episode, her guest breaks down ways to use physical touch as a form of healing for trauma and grief. Check out Better with Dr. Erica on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com. Hello, Dr. Tara here. Thank you for listening to Football Hands. And this week's episode is our final one for now on PMDD. If you know me, you've been following me for a while, you know that I'm a huge proponent of teaching you how to be in control of your healthcare. It is what I believe in. I'm here to empower you and teach you anytime I can on how to take that control and really feel empowered to speak up and to be in control. You are with your body 24-7. Healthcare providers are with your body maybe 30 to 60 minutes, 45 minutes on a good day. So I really want you to always know no matter what we're talking about, no matter when you hear from me, whatever, you are in control of your health care. And I'm going to teach you how to be an advocate for that. Specifically this week, we're going to talk about how to advocate for yourself when you don't know if you have PMDD. What can you do? And so again, I'm going to reiterate premenstrual dysphoric disorder, PMDD, is more than just severe PMS. It is a disorder. It's a complex condition characterized by a very intense change in your emotions and physical symptoms during a specific time in your monthly menstrual cycle. And it can dramatically interfere with your daily life and every aspect of it. Navigating the healthcare system, no matter what, is, is daunting and challenging. And so I'm here to help you this week kind of take back control and not teach you how to advocate for yourself especially with PMDD. So number one is educating yourself. And you've done that all month long. If you haven't and you're just jumping in this week, go back and listen to or watch on YouTube because we're now recording live on YouTube. Watch the previous episodes and really just educate yourself. Join a support group online. Share and follow hashtags. So I use the example of myself. When I was diagnosed with infertility, I went on Instagram and I was following all those hashtags and I could actually follow hashtags. So go and follow others on TikTok and really learn from each other. There is so much power in social media. Yes, I know, I'm a unicorn medical provider encouraging you to be on social media and to learn from social media, but that's the reality. And likely if you're listening to this episode, you're already doing that because you've had to. You've been put in a position, whether it's been by a healthcare provider dismissing you, not believing you, um, not getting adequate treatment, you already have been put in this position. So number one is going to be educating yourself and understand what it is, how it affects you, the latest research, treatments available, what are other people doing, and going to, yes, also trusted resources. You can have access to the medical journals and, and research online, but finding yourself to healthcare providers, multiple options, grow your team. It might be more than one healthcare provider, but making sure they specialize in this, that you are walking out of that appointment feeling heard all the time 
Knowledge empowers you to ha just have more informed discussions and conversations at your appointments too. If you're more informed walking into it, you're going to have a better outcome and just feel better walking out of that appointment because you'll already walk in there with questions, with first-hand knowledge on things you should, should be asking and doing. Number two is document your symptoms. So a journal or on your app of, of your cycles and symptoms. There's free ones out there. There's ones, my favorite at-home one is Mira, where you can be tracking those burnouts. Not just, you can do progesterone, estrogen, LH, and more in the comfort of your home and then track other symptoms along with that. So we can actually look at the hormones in that exact moment of what's going on. And then it provides some evidence too. We can like see what's going on. If you have symptoms on these dates and we know where you're at in your cycle, we'll have so much information going forward. Number three, communicate openly as your healthcare professionals. It is so important that you have open communication. You feel heard. You feel comfortable having that conversation. We're here to help you. And if you don't feel like that's happening, red flag, find a new provider, grow your team, hit pause on that person for now and find somebody new. But we're supposed to be here to help you. And we, you should feel comfortable. You're in a very vulnerable situation when you walk into a clinic. So to be honest about your symptoms, even if you think they're not relevant, asking questions, questioning treatments, questioning medications and strategies and cares discussed, you should be able to do that. And again, if you're not being taken serious or you are feeling it at that appointment, consider a second opinion. Number four, joining support groups. I'm a huge advocate for support groups, whether they're online or in-person, because depending on where you live, in-person might not be an option. So finding online ones, the beauty of Zoom and access to things like that nowadays are super beneficial. You can share, learn from others. There's usually a healthcare professional who's trained leading those support groups. So important to just feel validated, heard, and having others that are going along right beside you, same time. Number five is educate your inner circle. So my example of this is oftentimes I will encourage my patients to bring their spouse, a significant other, somebody on the call with them so I can be the one to explain this and really separate like it's not them, it's the disease when this happens and really give them some coping mechanisms and tools and signs and things too so that they can encourage that patient like, hey, utilize this maybe perhaps during this time. But understanding within relationships is so important because this disease strains relationships every day. So we need to educate close family, friends, spouses, partners, perhaps it's your workplace about this as well. Share articles, videos, social media, the situations, YouTube videos, podcasts on this as well, and even have them attending therapy sessions when you enter that as well. I think we as a whole in your team, and that includes these individuals too, understand how significant this is they'll be more likely to step back and offer you support versus icky words or judgment during that time. Number six, your rights. What does that mean? So if PMDD impacts your work or academic performance, please know the rights that come along with that because institutions and workplaces can have some accommodations, but just to make sure that you maybe are getting treated fairly, this is not going against you negatively at work. Maybe there's flexible work hours, additional breaks, remote days during this time or things you can do during the PMDD days to help maintain your workplace as well. Number seven, prioritize self-care. We, it's not just about voicing your concerns, but it's making sure that you're taking the steps towards your well-being and identifying what that looks like for you. I think self-care is such a fascinating word that's just thrown around out there all the time. But it's like, oh, I don't have time to go to the spa and get a massage or 
you know, we all have this kind of like stigma perhaps when we hear the word self-care, but what it looks like for you might be just getting enough rest and saying no to things during that time. Binging on Netflix, reading a book, listening to a podcast, something journaling, yoga therapy. Like I'm not into yoga. So if someone's like, oh, go do yoga for for self-care that week, like it's not a one-size-fits-all approach to self-care either. So it's like tapping into things that you enjoy that bring you joy, bring you happiness and provide peace to you too that you can do during that time. Number eight, be patient with yourself. This is a medical condition. And I'm going to say it again and again. It's a medical condition and advocacy is setting up for your needs, but it's also about recognizing that it's okay to say no. It's okay to take a break. It's okay to put barriers up and it's okay to lean into your support system. Find healthcare provider, providers, that who are working with you on this, you're not alone in this journey. You are not alone. I'm going to say it again. You are not alone. And it's okay to ask for help. We are here for you. There's a healthcare team here for you. And having PMDD often feels like a battle, not just a condition. And when you're on the other side of it, I've had patients just explain, it's like looking back going, what just happened? And so it's not a misunderstanding, but we can also provide you with tools and treatment to help you receive the care that you deserve. So if you're experiencing PMDD, please, please, please seek help from a healthcare provider who understands this. Your symptoms and what you are experiencing are valid. Please seek out the next best thing. If you're in the middle of treatment already, you're not feeling it's right for you or it's not enough for you, please seek another opinion for yourself. Thank you so much for listening and watching on YouTube. Make sure to hit subscribe, leave a review, and we are going to continue this format moving forward. Have a good week. If you enjoy podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Better with Dr. Erica, hosted by Dr. Erica, provides support and guidance in navigating stress-related challenges to transform your relationship to self-care. Each episode arms you with the tools needed to be better, do better, and live better. There was an incredible episode that you should check out called Touch and Connections as Tools for Healing and Better Mental Health. In this episode, her guest breaks down ways to use physical touch as a form of healing for trauma and grief. Check out Better with Dr. Erica on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com.